Welcome to Here's to Almost. It's your host, Rachel Lithgow. Every week, we'll dive into stories of almost. From athletes to entrepreneurs to everything in between, sometimes life doesn't go as planned. I'm here to tell you that not all dreams come true. That doesn't have to be a bad thing, though. Tune in every Wednesday to hear inspiring stories of almost and how our almost can take us some pretty amazing places. Hi, everybody. My name's Rachel, and I'm going to be your host for this uh, new series called Here's to Almost. I kind of wanted to go through just my story and my almost, and kind of the inspiration for this podcast um, before we jump in with interviews with other guests. So I'll just jump right in. I played college soccer at Montana State University Billings. Go Jackets! (laughs) Uh, My freshman and sophomore year, I didn't get a ton of time. Um, but my sophomore year, I started to get a little bit more. I really started to grind. I really started to try and work hard, um, harder than I had been for um, the time and the starting spot and really putting in time in the off season. My summers, like really trying to get to a point where there were no excuses anymore that um, I was going to be so good that they had no choice but to play me. That was kind of my goal. Um, so I really, really started working hard my sophomore year. If there were games I didn't play, I would go to the racquetball courts after um, and I would get some extra touches in and I'd go on a run and different things like that. And I really started hitting um, those areas that I needed to improve in to um, get some more time on the field. Um, and I was seeing progress. I, my summer before my junior year, I was looking really good. I was fitter than I've ever been. Um, everything was going great. And the last preseason game before we started our accountable games, I tore my ACL and meniscus. Um, that was August 26, 2019. Um, if you haven't torn your ACL, I hope you never do. Um, it was the worst pain amongst the ACL community. There seems to be, um, varying experiences with what is felt. Some people don't think it's painful, um, but my personal experience was it was like the worst pain that I've ever experienced. Um, but I was, uh, I decided to have surgery. So September 20th, 2018, I had surgery, um, and it went pretty well. Um, as far as we knew, I ended up having the ACL repaired with my patellar tendon and they fixed the meniscus. So there's a couple different options with meniscus tears. Um, they can either clip it. So they're just taking off that excess part that's kind of messed up and they're essentially cutting it off. Um, I'm not a doctor, but that's my interpretation of it. Um, or they can actually try to stitch it back up so it heals. And that's the better option if it's something that they think is viable because you'll have more meniscus in your knee than the option where they're just like cutting it off. So I ended up having it stitched up and the meniscus fixed as well instead of clipping it. Um, and the painful, the recovery was painful, but that's that was pretty normal um, as far as I knew and as far as um, really everyone around me had told me just trying to get um, extension and flexion back. Um, that's just quite the process. Um, and you could only get so much flexion back because I had had the meniscus repair the way I had it. Um, so they limited how much flexion you could get. Um, you couldn't go past 90 degrees until a certain time period. So I was on crutches for a while, um, and that wasn't super fun, but, um, you know, just like the rehab process, it is what it is. Just trying to grind and get through it. I believed in my ability to get back, um, and injuries, not great. And ACL is not fun, but I mean, it's, unfortunately, relatively common in the soccer community, especially on the women's side. So I was just trying to get through it um, and come back a better player. And after a certain amount of time, the pain I was experiencing 
should have gone away, um, but it it hadn't. And I think I struggled with that for a little bit because I didn't really know, you know, I mean, that was my first time tearing my ACL. Every experience is different, but so is every injury. So it's hard to know like what is actually um, typical or what's normal. But at a certain point, it was deemed not normal to be having the pain that I was. So I saw a couple of different surgeons about it. Um, one had just said, it's a painful recovery. You're fine. Basically instituting I was a baby, which I did not love because I mean, I, I knew it was going to be a painful recovery, but I also um, believe in my pain tolerance and my ability to like get through things. And it was more than just me being a baby. Um, and another surgeon said, maybe your body is rejecting the screw or the screw was not screwed in all the way. So for those of you that don't have a lot of experience with those kinds of surgeries, um, with my new ACL, they put it in um, with two different screws. So one screw is kind of in your upper or your thigh kind of area. I, I'm, I don't know the technical term. And the other one is like your high shin. Um, they're both on your knee, but they're screwing in um, at those two insertion points at the high shin area in the low thigh area. And it makes a diagonal line with your ACL. And so the part that was bugging me was that part in my high, my high shin. Um, so the doctor was thinking maybe one of those screws that they used to put in um, the new ACL like weren't screwed in all the way um, or your body's rejecting the screw. But at this point, he said there's no way to know which one it is if that is one of the problems. Um, and at that point, they're pretty reluctant to move this to remove the screw because it's so early on that they're not comfortable with where the ACL is and how it has actually grown into your body. Um, they want it to be about a year or so before they're really comfortable having conversations about removing hardware, at least in my experience, because the new graft isn't fully formed or grown into your body yet. So in March, um, March 19th, 2019, I had a second surgery and they shaved down the screw. Um, so that was about six months post at my first surgery. So with shaving down that screw, the idea that was perhaps the screw wasn't screwed in all the way and where your hamstring wraps around um, in that spot on your knee, it was kind of poking it out and that was causing the pain. That screw was poking where that hamstring inserts on that part of your body. So, and again, that was about six months post-op my first surgery. Um, I happened to be working in an internship with the compliance officer at the school at the time. Um, shout out Becca Kastner, I miss you. Um, and she said, you know, you could graduate early if you wanted. Um, I had transferred quite a few classes from high school with AP courses and dual courses, and um, it was possible for me to graduate early. And that was never something I had in mind. You know, I tried to, I had planned to do my whole college career, play soccer four years, all that stuff. So it wasn't something I was really even looking into, just kind of stumbled upon that information because of Becca. And I figured, you know, like I have the rest of my life to work. So like, why not try and stay and play and use up my eligibility? eligibility so like that extra year um, that I had gained from tearing my ACL that first year, um, or that my junior year, I could basically get that entirely back by just um, graduating early and starting my master's. Um, and I, I knew I wanted to get my master's at some point anyway as well. So I just thought that would be a good experience for me um, to have an opportunity to get my master's and have it be paid for. So I graduated with honors with my bachelor's in May of 2019. Um, I went home for the summer and rehab was going all right. Um, and I started having pain again. Um, so I saw a doctor back home and he said, your body may be rejecting the screw again, what they had said previously, or it wasn't properly cleaned up that, that, that second surgery. Again, there's no way to know which one is the problem. So 
The screw that they use was a biodegradable screw. Um, I'm not sure the exact material it is, but it's not like a metal screw. They started using these newer screws um, because it's better if you did need another surgery later on in life, like a metal screw, they would not be able to screw through. Um, but with these screws, like you can screw through and place other things in your body with if needed. So they're supposed to be good screws, but to my understanding, they don't show up well on MRIs and it's not as simple as just like doing an MRI and like solving the problem or doing an x-ray and solving the problem. So I did have another surgery and the surgeon went in and removed 12 fragments of the screw floating around my knee. Um, and that was July 26, 2019. So again, I'm hopeful things are feeling a little bit better, like right after the surgery post-op. Um, and I still had a master's to start and I had the eligibility. Like I still believed I was going to get back and it was all going to be great. Um, I went back to school and it started bugging me again. I had the screw completely removed October 24th, 2019. So that's four surgeries on one body part in just under four years. Um, somewhere in the midst of all this, I took a semester off um, for NCAA eligibility reasons. You can only be in school X semesters, depends per division, but X semesters um, and maintain your eligibility. So I took a semester off, so I'd have like an extra semester to use. Um, there's also COVID in here, which was obviously not part of anyone's plan or my plan when I first was like, oh yeah, I'll just start my, or graduate early, start my master's and kind of keep all my eligibility that way. So that was in there as well. Um, but during that semester I took off, I just worked. I did a couple of different internships, a couple of different part-time jobs, um, and I was still doing my rehab and just trying to recover from the four surgeries. Um, and in those, in that first year, I hadn't been able to do a ton of rehab or as much as I would have liked to just because of the nature of um, the pain that I was having. I, I'm all for pushing through pain. And I think probably in the very beginning, I did that too much or probably through a lot of the process. But um, the idea is that if you're having pain, it's for a reason. Your body's trying to tell you something. So like, stop. So I wasn't able to rehab as much as I would have liked to or go through the pain as much as I would have liked through during that time. So my body and my leg, especially that right leg, like did atrophy a lot and I lost a lot of muscle. Um, but after that fourth surgery, finally things started to feel better um, for a few weeks. And that was honestly the biggest amount of time things had felt good. Um, previously, when I had a surgery, things were good a couple days and then it was like, ooh, the pain's there. Oh, gosh. Um, but with that experience, I didn't have that. It was that fourth surgery and like a few weeks I was actually feeling good. Um, so I was really excited about that. I was feeling really, really good about that. Um, and I was back to doing different things that I wanted to be doing. I was rehabbing it. I was playing, I was lifting. I even got into non-contact with the team, which is the first time I'd been able to play something resembling soccer or the closest thing to the actual soccer I was wanting to play um, since my original injury in 2019. So, I mean, I was terribly out of shape, um, but having the time of my life and really, really hopeful that I was going to make it back. And it had been a journey with the four surgeries, but I was going to make it. And through all these trials, there wasn't a time that I thought I'm not going to make it back. And that sounds kind of crazy but I was so committed to coming back and I just maybe not even naive, but was just so committed and wanted it so badly that I was just going to wish it into fruition. Even if the events um, that were happening did not make that um, necessarily true or believable. Um, so many people had told me like, Oh, I would have quit multiple surgeries ago. And it was so difficult, but I, I didn't, I, I wanted it that badly and I 
I convinced myself um, that I was going to do it. So I was back playing, rehabbing, doing non-contact. And one day at practice, I went to cut with the ball um, and I felt a sharp pain. Um, so it was nothing like my ACL pain, but it was painful and it freaked me out. Um, I just didn't have a good feeling about it. I didn't practice the rest of training and I went into my athletic trainer after practice. Um, I went back to the doctor and was eventually diagnosed with a torn meniscus. Um, so the surgeon said it never healed properly from the first surgery. So um, as I mentioned previously, with this torn meniscus, they ended up the first time my, with my ACL, when they repaired that, they ended up doing the surgery where they're actually like trying to stitch the meniscus back together and like basically repair it entirely. Um, and that just didn't hold. So with this surgery, it was like the exact same tears, what the surgeon told me, and they went in and clipped it. Um, so that surgery, they clipped my meniscus uh, March 3rd, 2021. So I went home for the summer in April or May, and I was still very hopeful. Um, at this point, I had convinced myself my actual senior season, which this is my sixth year um, at the time, was going to be great. Um, it was all going to mount to this season. And it was like every single setback was difficult, but it was just going to make the comeback that much sweeter. And I was so convinced of that. I went home for the summer and I was playing on a team with one of my old coaches. I was training with other college athletes. I was doing physical therapy multiple times a week. And after one practice, it started to bug me. I told my physical therapist and he was like, oh, it's probably fine. Like you're probably just uh, like tired. You've been doing a lot. Um, but through my experience with when I was feeling tired, it would feel better within a day or so. And I did not have that experience with this. So I was worried. Um, so I ended up having another MRI and it came back that I had a bone bruise, um, which actually was good news to me at the time because um, I mean, it's not a torn ligament. It's not anything drastic like that. Like bone bruises just need rest. And um, I had been doing a lot, um, but like rest is a simple fix compared to some of the other things and compared to another surgery. So I was feeling hopeful. Um, I was just resting and a uh, few months I was back at school. I'm still hopeful. At this point, I'm just walking on it. I'm not doing any exercise because they wanted me to really rest on it. So nothing high impact, no running, no jumping, no soccer, things like that. Um, but it wasn't getting better. And I'm only walking and I'm not even going on walks for exercise. I was at a period of time, but I even stopped that. So I'm literally just walking to class or walking to the training room, um, things like that. Like I'm not putting a lot of stress on my knee. Um, in August or September, I had another MRI at some point and back in Montana, and they told me that the bone bruise was gone, which should be good news. Uh, but the bone bruise was gone and the pain was not. So I got multiple recommendations from multiple surgeons as to what to do at this point. Um, a femoral osteotomy, a full on meniscus transplant where they take someone else's meniscus and they just take yours out and they just swap it like a kidney transplant. Um, but whatever the course of action is, you pretty much need to medically retire and never play again. Don't run anymore. Don't play soccer again. Um, and my college career was maybe something I could have gotten over. You know, I was never, I never had plans to play professionally. Like college was kind of it for me. I think there was a big tie with me. Like I, I love soccer and I did love soccer. And I think it was difficult because I really was going to be this great player my junior year and then my junior year and then my junior year and my junior year. <laughs> I had four junior years technically, athletically. Um, and I had built up this story in my head of the player I was going to be. And I really believe I was finally going to be great and I was going to get the time and I was going to make an impact on my team and on the field. And I like that 
version of that story just exists in my head. I think I like to think maybe my college coach at the time, like he saw the transformation of me over time. Um, but by the time I'm a six year senior, most of the players haven't even seen my before or my after, like they didn't see the transformation, how hard I worked to get there. Most of those girls had already gone and graduated. So it was really just this version of this, like who I was going to be in my head and the player I was going to be and the impact I was going to make for my team and like all I was going to accomplish. And that just never happened. And like I said, my college career was something I loved, but it was maybe something I could have gotten over, but not playing recreationally, not running like that. That was a lot to take in. Um, the emotional pain of that day is something I, I won't forget. And maybe that sounds dramatic to you, but it was truly after all of this time of life telling me no, I had been telling myself yes. And that was the point where I had to fi finally be like, maybe it is a no. I remember driving home from the training room where I had seen the doctor and just bawling my eyes out. Definitely not safe driving. So I had to pull over um, because I was crying so hard. And I remember one of my good friends and college roommates texting me why I wasn't at the pool because we had planned to swim after my appointment um, for exercise. And I had told her I was going to go home and she immediately stopped her workout to come be with me, which I thought was extremely kind. Shout out to Ashley. Um, but I remember crying on the couch to Ashley and my other roommate, Allie. Um, and I remember just saying, you know, I would take back every single, you are so inspirational, you are so strong, like I look up to you so much, feedback I got from coaches, teachers, um, athletic staff, teammates, I would take back all of that just for one last moment on the field. And maybe that makes me less of a person for thinking that, but I swear I would have given it all away. I would have been less of a person if it went, if it meant one more time. And I don't believe that anymore. Um, sometimes I still find it extremely difficult and confusing. I'm still rehabbing it and still get really anxious and stressed about it not healing like I wanted to or not being able to have the life I want to um, as far as movement and activity. But I wouldn't change those relationships for the world. I, I wouldn't. I graduated with my master's in December of 2021. Um, on April 7th, 2022, they went in to do the meniscus transplant. Um, ended up doing just a scope, just a meniscus cleanup, which again, should have been good news, but it was kind of confusing for me because the meniscus transplant was going to be the solution. And then when they went in and I wasn't a true candidate and they just did a scope, I'm like all this pain and it's just a scope. Like, is that actually going to fix the problem? Like, I don't know. Um, but the title, the title of this show is called Here's to Almost, which has visuals of cheersing and almost and being really thankful things worked out the way they did. I got my bachelor's and my master's. I graduated without any debt at a university I received a great education at. I was part of so many teams from internships to jobs worked. But soccer, most people play and get four different college teams to be a part of. I got to be a part of seven. <laughs> I was a three-time team captain. I like to think I was a good role model for the younger girls. Um, if nothing else, then to show how to work hard and show up even when things weren't going your way. Um, and if staying two or three years was because I needed to meet those people and be a positive light in their lives, then I, I really believe it was all worth it. Life is hard, but people are overwhelmingly good. I, I will never forget my angel, the college soccer coach, who saw me as more than just an athlete and what I could do on the field for him. Um, or my athletic trainer who became one of my best friends because I spent way too much time with her. I spent more time with her than my family or my teammates a lot of the times. And 
um, or one of my roommates finding out and bringing over crumble cookies or a softball player who I became instant friends with who I never would have if we had not spent so much time doing our rehab in the training room together. I'll never forget a direct message from a basketball player at my school who had found out about my injury and was just reaching out in support. The purest bond I had with a baseball player who was always hurt and we were just always cheering each other on hoping that one of us would make it back. And of course, the teammate I tore my ACL with on the same day in the same game, the exact same injury, um, who I became so close with. Um, wild, but that's a story for another time because I couldn't make my uh, my stories even more confusing by adding in the fact that that happened with her. Um, it, it would be a lie to say that I'm 100% grateful for this experience all of the time. And at times it is so difficult to look back on it because in so many ways, I, I still feel in the middle of it. I am going on my fourth or fifth year of rehabbing my knee, which is exhausting. Um, getting to a point where I'm doing a lower body workout and just feels like a lower body workout and doesn't feel like I'm like rehabbing my knee is something I'm like really hoping to get to. Um, but I have changed so much from August 26, 2018, and I really wish I could explain it more than I can. But, but despite where I'm at physically, my outlook on people and the world has changed so much. My capacity to empathize has changed so much. Um, people are overwhelmingly good. They really and truly are. So here's to almost. It brings you to people you never would have met otherwise. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Here's to Almost. Know someone going through a tough time or someone who could use a little extra inspiration? Share this episode with them to spread the good that can come out of our almosts. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love to hear from you. Give us a review and subscribe to never miss an episode. Whatever your almost is, I hope you're one step closer to finding that good on the other side. Have the best day.